the most amazing thing you can do in any connection and in any new relationship and relationship is to see them as a human. I think one of the most horrible moments in life is when I've felt that I'm not being seen, I'm not being heard, that you're not seeing my value at the table. And I think as a human, every single one of us want to be seen, want to be heard, and want to know that we're adding value to the table. So what are you wanting to be seen about? What are you wanting to be heard about? And what value are you adding to the table? Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale. And these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch or two or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. Okay, and it's this time of the week, having and being able to have a conversation with you. I'm so excited around just taking this space in this week to really think about, you know, the thing I get to do on this particular podcast is look back and reflect on the one that you got to hear in the last podcast, which was Jeanette and an amazing woman who is really making some amazing footprints in regards to travel and what she's doing across the globe right now, even in amongst right now with the pandemic and the time that I had the conversation with her, interesting enough, it was actually before the pandemic, it was, I was on the Amalfi Coast and she was traveling down to see her family before she was moving to the next spot. So it'd be interesting to see how much her life has changed in the last little while and whether some of the things that she spoke about is still true to this day. I think in general, from what I've seen in her work, that it feels like it is. And she's still making some pretty good headway into some of the travel side and representing, especially the Hispanic side of it. And I think that's what's exciting is even when we get hit with a big variable, that we can still make sure and need to make sure that we're using this time wisely. And I just on that note, this last week or so, it has been such an interesting time in my world of really, I do this podcast, like I said, to reflect, to give insights and to really give you some actionable things that you can bring it back to today. So it's big thinking, but going, how do we use this in our everyday? And, you know, that is one of the things that I'm always looking at is I get frustrated, I think, at the big vision. I want to be doing it all now. I'd love to be doing it all now. I have such 
passion and drive to see that what we build out in the future is going to help us as a human race have the world that we want to live in and bring up our children and their children's children in, right? Like to me, that is, you know, I've not always been in an environment I've loved, not always been in a place that I've gone, this would be awesome to bring up a generation or the generations to come. And I think I need to then take ownership to what can that look like? How can that look like? And sometimes, even through our experiences, although we were on a trajectory and we go, that's where we're going, that vision, that passion for it doesn't change. But certainly sometimes the pathway to it can evolve or can be a little different than what we expected. And I would say in Jeanette's case, that, you know, she would have loved to have been traveling more in the world and then the borders closed down. I've noticed she's doing it more now, but, you know, how many times do we find ourselves in that moment where we're doing amazing things that it's already getting us to a place and then all of something comes along? In this last seven days, I have been really reflecting on that in my own life, in where I want to go. And what am I willing to do? What cost am I willing to do it at? And as long as for me, my non-negotiables, that it's not a cost to me and my health, then I'm willing to do it. If it's not a cost to my children and my family, then I'm willing to do it. If it's not a cost to the bigger vision of what I believe, what I'm living for, then I'm willing to do it. If it's none of those things, then I don't do it. And I think this is always important. As you come to that next level of decisions of where you want to play, what you want to do, what is exciting for you, that these things become, these questions become really important. And I think one of the things that was interesting about bringing up with Jeanette is the tribal roots. You know, what is it? that is making up your decision DNA? What are you thinking? Why is that important to you? So like I said, family is important to me. I'm important to myself because if I am not doing that well, then I'm not going to do the journey well. And my purpose of being here in life, what I'm called to do and be is really important to me as well. And so knowing that creates what I call your decision DNA. In other words, the way in which you make decision and that decision is made up within you. And I think that is one of the things that is interesting about traveling the world, as Jeanette said, about tribal roots, that every single culture has different things that make it up, make it special, make it maybe not so good, make it tricky at times to navigate. And at other times, make it just the most beautiful thing to be able to be a part of. And I think one of the thing about travel is experiences. And, you know, one of her things was the learnings of history and the heart of travel. And it's like, what is it that you can learn from that you love when you travel? And it's learning, it's experiences. And then it's like, how do we take that and put it into our everyday? Because not all of us can travel the world every day of our life. So how can you put that into play in what you're building out right now? What are you learning in your environment? 
What could you learn if you were willing to take a little bit more of a risk? If you're willing to go to a new place, what would that look like? How could that look? And I think these are really interesting questions and ones we need to keep asking ourselves is what is it that we could do, you and I could do, that could stretch us in our everyday that makes it kind of an adventure? I think it's easy to get stuck in status quo into just doing life into the grind of your workplace. And my question would be, how are you going to stretch that thinking? How are you going to make it a little bit, you know, different in that way and go, what can I do that stretches me from just settling to getting up every day and it's Groundhog Day? I mean, how many times do you do that? How many times do you sort of, you're driving along the road and you realize you haven't even really thought about where you're going? I think that's the scariest moment when you get to that. Or how many times is it that you find yourself and you're just preparing food and you're going, do I really feel like that? Is that something I actually really feel like right now? And I think those things are really important. Another thing that I was reminded of in Jeanette's conversation was the whole thing around it starts with a seed and it, you know, then the power of nurturing that seed, knowing what the result is, the outcome, the solution that you want to bring. And I think that is something whether your passion is to get out and travel more, whether it's to build and grow a source in which you have access to economy that you can then bring a big impact across the globe to whether or not it's being an amazing person at home and building out for your family, whatever that looks like, or maybe it's the local retail shop. I think, you know, all of it starts with a seed, a seed of a dream, a seed of a vision, a seed of a of an idea that once wasn't there and now is. And the way you nurture that is by making sure that you're filling up whatever that is. So for a plant, it would be filling it up, making sure it's got enough water. The supply, the need that it has, right, is sort of nurtured. And what is that when you've got a big dream, a big idea, How do you sort of start getting excited about that? And I think that's kind of a cool thing is when you're able to grow a seed, able to think of an idea. I love working with people who are pioneers and innovators. And what I mean by that is someone who is willing to think and go into a space where maybe it hasn't been done before. And if it is, maybe it's been done badly or maybe it just wasn't the right solution and really we need to innovate a new solution at the table and and are willing to sort of play in that space and figure out what does that mean what do I need to think to be able to come up with that idea and sometimes that's by being in beautiful locations I think that was the bonus of traveling the world was you know, everyone would say to me, oh, how was it being on vacation when you arrived back? And I go, I don't know. I was never on vacation. But I was in beautiful locations and my office just moved across the globe in beautiful locations. And I think 
that was the great thing was I love my work. I've always loved my work and I've always loved stretching myself to see if I was to nurture the seed, how big could this dream go? How expansive could this grow to if I'm willing to give it space to grow? And I think that's one of the keys. If you're going to play at a big level, if you're going to pioneer beyond what others have done, you're going to have to be willing to ask questions that others haven't asked before. You're going to have to be willing to navigate conversations that many have walked away from because it is uncomfortable. And there's going to be a lot of, well, you know, trial and error, failure, whatever you want to call it, those moments when I call it learning ground, there's a lot of learning grounds, right? Going back to the drawing board, this isn't working quite the way I wanted it to. This is not really serving the people I want to serve. And if so, what do I need to do to get in that space that helps me to come up with what actually will be a solution to what is needed going forward? So nurturing is important. And I think we don't talk about nurturing a seed or a dream very much. And what I mean by that is this, that I think, that it's easy when we see the plant growing. What is hard is when you don't see any growth yet. When you're doing a lot of plowing of the land, when you're doing a lot of preparation, I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's a big dream you've got right now. Maybe it's the next level in your organization. Maybe you're wanting to see, you know, a big initiative or, or project come to fruition. And it's not always easy when you're in the seasons of just digging that hole, planting that seed and watering that garden. We're not seeing the growth that is under the soil. And I think sometimes that's when people walk away from it because you're not seeing the results you want yet. I know that even for myself, that when I've been willing to go beyond, when I've been willing to keep really focused on getting the result I want no matter what and just doing what I know works, it grows. And then you get a little shoot and you get excited. What I think is sometimes when you nurture something, as the changes across the globe happen, like what I mean by that in this case is as the changes maybe of the economic space change or the social aspects of life how we think and and do and change as it's growing as it's being nurtured as it's starting to sprout and so sometimes it's coming out in environments that you didn't predict at the time that you were planting that seed and that's okay too we've just got to work with the variables not against them and we've got to figure out what will be the easiest pathway that we're meant to take that will get us to where we need to finish up or get a result or get the next shift of the paradigm. And I think that's, for me, exciting because that's where it's like travel. There's a bit of risk in it sometimes. There's a little bit of adventure, not knowing exactly what the destination looks like, although you kind of could put it in the GPS, but you're not sure where you're going because you've never been there before. And I think the other side of it is when you're in strange countries, when you travel the world, 
there's a thing called Google that all of us pretty much have access to. And even though we don't know our environment, we can learn. We can figure out, we can find the closest shop to get the food that we want or maybe we have run out of something. And (laughs) that was a yawn for those listening on the podcast. So apologies. But I've been in lots of meetings already today and huge ones from Italy, Germany and the US to Australia. And, you know, this is why this yawn is happening. So getting back to it, I think, you know, sometimes when we're got hit these variables that come across our pathway, we give up again because it gets too hard. It's it's hard plowing that land and, and the growth may be not as quick as what you're wanting or expecting. And I think that's where we have to look at things like the adventure of it, that with the risk is the results that you get. So as you take risks, and maybe it's a little risk at first, you realize that that was a calculated risk in the end and, and you got the result you wanted. So next time, maybe you could take a big line. And I think there's some excitement when you can take risks and when you take risks that others aren't necessarily seeing, which, by the way, a pioneer needs to take, you have to do it before it's a proven thing. Even though you don't have data to back it up straight away, you know because you're very certain of the patterns in which you're been working off to get you where you are and to where you want to go and that to me is exciting it's really exciting to sort of nurture to figure it out and even though it can be a bit painful sometimes while we're working hard to get the seed growing the next idea the big vision happening it's worth the journey and part of these things bring little rewards and I think that's what we've got to get excited about is those little rewards that we're seeing that it is working. And one of the things that I've really seen happen over the last couple of years in my sphere is lots of people encouraging each other. I've never felt so supported in my whole career as I do now. I've never felt like I've had so many people who have got my back in this and that I can call on if I'm having a really tough day and I need some support. And I'm so grateful for that. I've worked hard at that. I've nurtured those relationships. But, you know, as I grow to my next level, there's pieces of it that I'm not always feeling as confident as what I'd like to feel when I'm walking into sort of unknown territory. But what I'm loving about it is I've got people around me who have walked in that that particular aspect of where I'm walking And I can really go, hey, what is it for you? How's it been for you? What can I learn from what you've done and and now take that to the new level? So intuition is really important. And I think that's something that all of us, you know, it's been the woo-woo thing in the past, but you've got to be able to trust your, and that that goes always back to, for me, the intelligences and intuitive intelligence all of us need to be able to have something that represents that side of it how do you trust your gut what does it even mean you know maybe that's a podcast I could talk about but you know if I'm going to be intuitive what is that how do I know that I can move forward confidently even when I don't have all the data with ticks beside it and I think that's an interesting concept and something I'm very much like 
when you're a future vision person, it's something that I'm very good at moving forwards and towards because I can see how it will work, even though I've not necessarily done it before. I can see patterns and I can see when it won't work and I'll give you all the reasons to why I think that won't work. And then I can see way before most people how that could actually work out because there's patterns that we've done in the past that we can take into our future and we can actually take risks knowing from how that has worked or not worked in the past. It's interesting and, and you know, a lot of my work is based, well, everything's based on patterns and what a lot of it is is thinking way ahead of where most people are at so that we can then make sure that what we're building out here and the now is going to get us to that future and part of that is having a future vision. And I challenge you from this podcast today for you to think about how can you create that space in what you're doing right now to maybe think or play at a bigger level. If you were just giving yourself space now, even while this podcast, stop it for a minute and a second and take that moment to go, if nothing was stopping me, what would I do right now? Who would I be hanging out with? What would I be doing? Where would I be going? Would I be traveling? Would I not be traveling? Would I know the community that I live in even better? If I was to, you know, do whatever I wanted to do, what would that be? So stop it for a second, but come back right to this podcast and think about that. Answer those questions. Okay. Hopefully you did that. Hopefully you took a second to stop it, to think, and to wonder. Yeah? Here's the thing. We won't nurture anything if we don't have a seed to nurture. We'll just be pouring water onto something that isn't ever going to grow. And I don't know about you, but I always want to know I'm going to get a result, an outcome from or a solution to something when I do something. And I guess that's the strategic side of me. Like I'm a strategist and, uh, you know, through and through in everything that I do, from the way that I manage time, the way that I have relationships, the way that I have my family, the systems I put in place at home, the decision, the way I make decisions, all of those things are so strategic because I want to maximize the outcome from what I want to make, you know, from that decision. What if you did that? How would that nurture your vision, your big idea? Would it change? Would you be able to do more if you could? Would you be more productive? Probably, right? A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit 
to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. Anyway, these are great questions. So we do have to identify the problem well, and I think that's something that all of us can do. You know, if we are traveling into unknown places like Jeanette gets to do, there's some risks and there's some uncertain pathways. So how do you do that? What does that have to look like? I think it has to come to a point where you identify the problem really well. What are the problems you foresee? What are the problems that have happened when people have been in this situation before? And what could be the possible problems and be go prepared? I think all of us can be prepared. Whether it's out there going after the biggest vision ever or whether you're getting in there and building your business from scratch. All of us need to be prepared for the journey ahead. How are you doing your preparation? What does your preparation look like? And who is involved in that? I think when we can take risks, we take risks, there's a calculated part of it and there's preparation so that if we have to go through one of our learning curves, we've got the resilience, the mental toughness, and we've got the strategies to be able to navigate those seasons. The other thing is just because others do it one way doesn't mean you have to do it that way. And I think this is also important for us to keep remembering. It's very easy to see other people traveling the world. But if that's not something you want to do, then don't do it. It's really easy to see other people, you know, having successful organizations with hundreds of thousands of team members. Well, if that's not what you're wanting to do, don't build it up. And there's so easy to see that, well, they're educated, they've got kids that are doing all the right school things and, you know, they've got lots and lots of children who are so successful. Well, if that's not something that is your focus, then what is your focus? What are you meant to be doing and are you doing that effectively? And I think that... Just because others do it one way, I often think I'm going to do it differently because why is everyone following it that way? And often it is a a downfall because everyone is doing it. Have you thought of that? You know, I've often talked about this, that I was the one at school where, you know, you'll never amount to anything. You can't think. You think differently to everyone else. You don't answer questions like everyone else. You don't look like everyone else. 
And although it was such a challenge as a young girl growing up, it is now my genius zone because I don't think like everyone else. I'm not going to come up with the same solution you do. And I'm definitely not going to rinse and repeat everything. Hey, there's times and moments, right? We rinse and repeat because we know it works and there's no reason to change it. But if there's a reason, and in a lot of the cases, in my case, when we talk about leadership, there's a lot of leadership across the globe right now that in the political space, gosh, it's challenged. And, and there's so many situations where lots of political leaders are feeling discouraged because it's not having the outcome they want. They're just as frustrated as you when decisions are made for them, not with them. And, you know, there's business owners, business leaders that are trying to build out amazing empires and yet there's so many restrictions to who, what, how. And that's not much fun either. And then there's the everyday person who just goes, hey, I just want to be the best person I can ever be. And that doesn't mean that I have to be like everyone else because fortunately there is only one category and that is quite enough. And I'm sure you could say that the same for yourself. Phew, there's only one me. But that also has the other side of it. There's only one me, so I better get out there and give it a voice and give me a voice so that others can learn what I've done. I used to say, and I've said this to you know some of my children over the years, but I said that I just want you to know that I'm always there for you. I love you, but I can't make the choices for you. And I think this is that moment, right, where there's so much opportunity for you. There's so much you could do if you want to. The choice is yours. And when you are able to do it your way, you're able to then individualize what you do, your life design around you. And this is so important because if you as a leader aren't being effective, if you as a leader don't show up and show up well, then you cannot help the collective and you definitely won't make a difference across the globe. And this is important. So be you. We need you to be you. What does being you even look like? Make sure that you know what that can be. And, you know, ensure that, like, I don't know, that when you're identifying the problems, that you actually are the solution to those problems. And don't try doing or being someone that you're not. There's so many people who try to be, I'm this person and I do this and I go, no, you're not. You're a fraud. You're a fake. Don't be one of those. I think that's really important, right? Because (laughs) it's too easy just to copy others, but none of us like being copied. We want to be the individual. So one of the other things that I think is important with travel, and I think about this when I reflect, getting back to Jeanette and the last podcast that was on him, is that travel unites humanity. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for was all the times I got to meet and connect with amazing humans, awesome humans as I call them across the globe. And truly, you would find them in the most amazing places. And 
you know, a place that has my heart very much so is Fiji. And, and I met the most amazing people. I met Ma, who, you know, was fighting with diabetes and, in fact, has died from it. And she will always hold a very, very special place in my heart and my family's heart. She was like the mama, the, our Fijian mama is what we called her. And she would always embrace being a part of our family. But I, rem- I had the privilege, literally, of interviewing her. And I never knew it was one of the last, I think it was the last time that I literally spent a day with her. And I ah, it's just it's just even thinking about it, I just see it as such an amazing moment of being able to see what it was like for her, you know, meeting me and I know I'm amazing, but like, you know, seriously, it was just that moment where two humans two humans connect and their lives connect, not collide, connect. And the power of it was this, that she hadn't heard some of my thinking ever because she'd never been exposed to it. She had not heard around the options of eating differently because she hadn't been educated around it. It wasn't something she grew up in, knowing some of the things around how our food can really be medicine. And she didn't even realize the power of what it means to exercise and and how that is good for the functioning of our bodies. And so she learned a lot and within that interview came a lot of reasons to why she had chosen to really change her life and her diet. And she wanted to be a voice for diabetes. And I will never forget that and I'll continue giving a voice to diabetes for her because it's something that like didn't need to happen, didn't need to go the way that it did. But when you don't have access, when you don't have people in your corner who are doing it differently and everyone else is doing it the same, we don't get to learn some of these things and I'm really grateful that in the last few years of her life, she really changed the way she ate. She was such a voice to many Fijians. She would say, hey, my life has changed a lot since I eat this way. You could eat like this too. And literally, she was such a beautiful voice. And I think that is the thing with travel. If I hadn't traveled, if I hadn't gone to beautiful Fiji, I would never have connected with such an amazing woman who will always be imprinted in my brain. And although she's not here to be that voice, I will continue to help spread the word of eating healthy, exercising, and being the best you because all of us can benefit when you're the best you. And I think as a leader, we need to be the best us. We need to be whatever that is that you're meant to be. And if you're not that, then I'd be asking questions why. Who are you trying to impress? What is it that you're trying to do? Where are you actually wanting to end up? And I think these questions need to be asked if you're to be the best you. So have a look at that. See what that could look like. All right. Here's the other thing. I think... 
you know, and this goes back to Jeanette again on her conversation, but different distinctions are really important to have at the table. Different lenses or wrong conversations with wrong people will ask the wrong question. And I think that's one of the things that when you move in and out of culture, you learn to have different people at the table that don't look like you, don't sound like you, and you listen to the value that someone from some different culture will bring to the table. And I think what is beautiful about this is that when you have those different learnings, it stretches you from some of the things that this world can bring as destructive to you, like the conditioning and the centralization of the way we're meant to think and do. And no, I'm not trying to be a aggressive rebel against the system. What I'm wanting to do is look at the systems that we build, look at the thinking that we're having, and go, is there a better way in which we can do this? Is and, and at times it was serving, right? How it was built, a system was serving from that time. Here's the thing. If we are to serve best in that and going forward, is doing it the same way the best way? And there might be pieces of it. There might be even like a whole chunk of it that we need to do. But there might be a whole lot that we need to get rid of. And then we need to figure out how to do going forward really effectively. So, you know, when you've got different perspectives, you can actually speed the time up of the decisions that you're making because you might not have all the answers, but as a collective at the table, hmm, you may find that we actually can get to the answer. And I love that. And I think that's the one thing about traveling is when you're in the middle of a strange country, and there's no one else around, what's cool about that is you can then, you know, take that. And what's cool about that is you can move, connect with people because there's no one else to connect with. It There's no other person to have a conversation with. And if you want to have a conversation with someone nearby, then you've got to do it with the local. And it's amazing what you can learn. Some of the best things I've learned from across the globe. You know, I often talked about this in business, but Richard Branson, who I've, you know, connected with many times. And I really love the craziness of the guy. He's such a mentor to me from afar. And the biggest thing that he said when I asked him, what is it like you must get so many opportunities? So many things coming across your table. How do you decide which one to do? I'll never forget it because he literally looked at me and he goes, Karen Marie, I don't look at what I can do. I look at who do I know that could do this piece, this piece, this piece. And I was like, wow, imagine if I functioned like that and was able to do run an ecosystem going, it's, no, I don't need to be able to do that piece, but who in my world do I know? And the great thing about traveling the world, the great thing about having an expanded table is the fact that you know so many amazing humans and they come in all shapes and sizes, looks and flavors. And I'm so grateful that I get to share many tables across the globe with many different, many different and awesome humans. And I think it takes it from dehumanization 
to humanization. And I think that is so important. And I continue to do my work of looking at how we can add value to the human race, not take away with our decisions at the table. And I think this gives us great opportunity to actually be adding value, not taking away. So, and I think finally, just the last piece of this conversation and reflection of it is when you see other people at the table like that are different, you actually see them as humans first and you connect with them. And I think all of us can do that, whether we're building out as a teacher in a school, whether we're building out our business organization, whether you're a CEO or founder, whether you're a working for someone else, I think that the most amazing thing you can do in any connection and in any new relationship and relationship is to see them as a human. I think one of the most horrible moments in life is when I've felt that I'm not being seen, when I feel that moment when I'm not being heard, that you're not seeing my value at the table. And I think as a human, every single one of us want to be seen, want to be heard, and want to know that we're adding value to the table. So what are you wanting to be seen about? What are you wanting to be heard about? And what value are you adding to the table? Those are the three things that I really want you to take away from this conversation. What is it you want to see? And sometimes to even see, hear, or know what value I add, I have to give myself that space to expand. So if you gave yourself the space to see yourself, to want to be heard, in other words, have a voice at the table, and then know that you are adding value. What would that look like? And would you design your life differently right now? Would it be different? Would your business be different the way you work with teams? Would that be different? The way you have conversations with others? The way you connect with your potential client? Would that be a different potential client if you were saying things like what you actually want to be seeing in the world? Remember the story, and I'm finishing up on this now, but that I didn't ever wanted to be a leader. And I've been such a leader throughout my life, like I've just not been able to avoid it. In many situations, I found myself as a leader. And I remember in the business, you know, or the marketplace, I was like, I don't want to get into leadership. And there was a real reason to that because I didn't like what I was seeing. I didn't like what leaders were becoming. I didn't like where the leadership space was sort of, venturing into as it was going forward or in lots of ways going backwards and so I didn't want to be a part of it I really really didn't and I had to think about it though and this was the thing that I thought I didn't like it because I didn't like where leadership was going it wasn't like I didn't like the humans in there I just didn't like where leadership was going and I thought if I didn't like it that much I needed to figure out If I was to see leadership where I wanted it to go, what would that be? How would I turn up? How would I show up if I was to be a leader that I really wanted leadership to represent? And how could I role model what I really wanted the leadership space to look like? And so I asked that question. 
how do I want to be seen? How do I want to show up? How do I want people to hear the message that I have to say? And how and what is the value I'm going to add? So I'd love for you to answer that. I'd love you to send me a message anywhere on social media where you're letting me know this is how I want to be seen. This is how I want to be heard, the voice that I want to have, and this is the value I'm adding to the human race going forward. I hope you've enjoyed this because this one is, uh, all of them are deep, right? Like I just do deep. I don't muck around. There's no fluff to it. And, you know, travel and life and designing it has always been such a big part of my world, especially in the latter sort of 10, 15 years of my life. And I think there's so many correlations to what we learn on the road, to how we learn on our road, on our life or in our life going forward. So what are you taking from this? I hope you're, you're really learning the power of reflecting from learning from insights and then taking actions. So your action from this podcast today, I'd love to see, is that you answer those last three questions. How do I want to be seen? What voice or how do do I want to be heard or what voice am I going to be saying, getting my message out on and what is the value I'm going to add to the human race going forward? Thank you so much. As always, big love. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.